Galaxy, it's time for another episode of Star Wars All In, and this is a very special spooky episode, episode 113, as we go and take a look at Halloween in the galaxy far, far away. I am one of your hosts, my name is Mac, and I'm joined by my fellow ghoul keeper, Ross. <laughs> Are you looking for something to do this Halloween? <laughs> because if so, we've got... 46 minutes of terrifying tales. And not only do we have terrifying tales, we have a spooky specter from the past. Yeah. Former guest, friend of the show, returning for the something time, Vito. It's me, the ghost of Vito. Former guest. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Well, I didn't know it was going to be so spooky, but here we are. Vito is back joining us. Second week in a row. Our first guest ever with a win streak on the podcast. The dead speak. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. That's really solid. You found found the funny. It's really good. Such a pleasure. (laughs) <laughs> and let's be honest, that's the kind of energy you're going into, because we are talking about the new Lego special, the holiday special, which has a equally goofy and irreverent sense of humor. Irreverent mm. is my specialty, and it's such a pleasure to be back. We got we got the mics clipping this early on today. Tonight's going to be a great night. Yeah, I'm going to have to go fix that in post. Anyway, the point is, it is great to have you, Vito, and I'm excited to get into this. And since Ross is basically dead over there, you go, you okay? <laughs> dead speak. And with that, let's move on to our topic. I got a bad feeling about this. What is this place? The galaxy's first all-inclusive luxury theme resort. Feel the power of the dark side at the Empire Emporium. Now open. Now open. Now open. Within these walls lies tales almost too terrifying to tell. Would you like to hear them? (laughs) Was that lightning inside? That's a big one! Alright, so here we are. We're going to be talking about the Lego Halloween special, which I have to say, one of the things I appreciate about Lego is I love the humor is goofy. Some might say corny. Maybe candy corny. Uh, I just got here. uh, That was all trick, no treat. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. When he said he had a good joke. Uh, we really fell for that. You one. shouldn't have believed me. We really, we really uh, fell for that. It's Halloween. It is, and it's time for some terrifying tales with our terrifying guest Vito back again. We were so happy to have guests back in the studio that we just said, "Hey, come on back. Let's record another." And here we are, mm-hmm. terrifying mm-hmm. tales. Vito, you were so energized about this jazz, and here we are. <laughs> we're diving right in. So, we start off on the lava-ridden world of Mustafar, which also has some tree areas and some natives, we found out now. But that's after th- That's after this. We're worried about that's that fine, later. That's fine. We'll get there. We're worried about that later, though. We'll worry about the <laughs> Weemish Bog or whatever later. So, we've got a castle. It's quite spooky. Ooh. Ooh. We pan up to the castle. We zoom in. What do we find? Darth Vader overlooking his new property that he's just acquired or probably taken by eminent domain of the Empire, I would imagine. I don't think he paid for it. No, I think he took the land and then he built his own crap on top of it. Oh, for sure. Because if you've read one of the comic series, I can't remember which. Or or, or played Vader Immortal. many architects try. Most failed. One was possessed by an ancient dead Sith Lord. And, and and again, in Vader Immortal, you find out there's an entire temple underneath of it. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's totally right. an Indian b- graveyard yeah. kind of thing. There's a Lego set. Boy, Vader's castle, they've worked it in quick in the last five years, and I got to say, I'm into it. 
I like it. And it fits this spooky vibe. Because the one thing I thought when I started the show is I'm like, where are we going with this? I mean, we have Life Day. <laughs> That's a holiday in the Star Wars universe. Are we adding Spook Day or something to like... Spook Day. <laughs> spook day. I like that. <laughs> I like Spook Day. Um, okay. So we open up here Vader's castle and Vader... Palpatine and our new character, Vinay. Vinay. <laughs> and so we put Vinay in here just to be boisterous, right? Because he can be what Palpatine sort of already is, I guess, without being Palpatine, right? That's the thing. That's what it's here for. He's basically a Sith alkalite, I would interpret this as. What do you guys think? I think it's fun to have this little, like, Crypt Keeper adjacent character. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we don't know right from the beginning that he's going to be telling us spooky stories, but having kind of Vader's special helper, if you will, yeah. um, you know, life coach. I, I don't, I don't know what you want to call it, but this character is going to be our introduction to all of the spooky stories that mm -hmm. we hear. I love that. The idea of, okay, God, just hang out. We'll be back in a week. And then the Emperor and Vader go off and die. Yeah. And, like, they never come back. And he's well, just been waiting here all this time. He's very Renfield from Dracula. He's the, the creeping kind of, like, manically helpful weirdo that is to the side of this great Dark Lord. I mean, I love the fact I'm like, I've prepared your bath. <laughs> and they're talking about the Bacta tank we saw in Rogue One, where apparently that's where Vader spends his free time in the jacuzzi. I, I love everything about it. I'm having fun. I'm laughing. Palpatine is making a, a joke about there being no furniture. Um, you've got, uh, you know, poking some good fun at Star Wars a little bit. You know, it's... Mm -hmm. It, it's a strong start and it's enjoyable right off the bat, right? And Tony Hale is doing a great job here too. You know, you often wonder, especially in a, in a Lego kind of presentation, who's our fun guest voice going to be? And we actually get a couple in this one, mm -hmm. a couple surprises, some really great little cameos here. Um, and Tony Hale's the the first of them and does a really great job. The this character he fits like a glove. Oh, keep calling them out because this is all news to me. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't pay attention to casts and stuff. Oh. That's not my I, thing. I, I don't usually. I, I'm way more attuned to like voice acting for whatever reason. Yes. Yeah. I guess that's maybe that. Although the one did ears. sound is the one Christian Slater. Yes. It sounded like yes. Christian Slater. Christian right, we'll talk about Slater. that in a minute. That one I did kind of pick out. Okay. So we get, you know, then the credits here and we jump. I, I think it says something like many years later. Like, it's just very vague, which I thought was fun. I like that. And it's after the rise of Skywalker because we see Poe and he's telling some TIE fighters who are chasing him. Don't you know the First Order's been defeated or something like that? So we know mm -hmm. immediately it's after the rise of Skywalker and we see him in his orange and white X-Wing with BB-8. Uh, and uh, a good beard going on. I like that. I like that. He was growing it out for Dune. So he's been uh, working on that here since he filmed the Lego special, clearly. Mm -hmm. And um, we have uh, a, a great, you know, I mean, a great space scene. It feels like Star Wars. The way his X-Wing moves through space here felt like watching Star Wars. It, it was great. Uh, and, you know, he, he gets the ties to run into each other with some fancy flying. But he takes some damage and he... <laughs> As I like it, as he puts it, he crash lands on the lava covered planet and uh, it, it's great. You know, his his uh, the classic stranded in the middle of nowhere story and he comes across a spooky castle that we find out is being turned into a hotel and what casino entertainment a, a complex hotel maybe? resort. Yeah, I mean, they heavily imply uh, all of those things and above. And we meet the absolutely delightful, uh, was it uh, Garbala the Garbala Hutt? Garbala the Hut, a cousin of Jabba, real estate tycoon. Absolutely love that. Absolutely love the real Entrepreneur estate galaxy known. <laughs> yeah. Vito, what are you thinking about all this? Another great cameo from uh, Dana Snyder this time. Mm -hmm. um, and what a perfect voice actor for a Hut. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Full on believable. That's a hut. Like w what a perfect casting and and what a what a great like a perfect character, perfect casting. Everything fits together like a glove. Um, and 
what a hysterical premise here too that we are creating this gift shop <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is a, a darth vader dark side sith themed gift shop um I, I the framing device here is just it's it's perfect it it's beautiful um you get to see some really corny props you get to see like goofy catchphrases oh broken animatronics were like having a, <laughs> well, a I love Vader the neon. Chuck E. Cheese yep. moment. Like it's just very good. We're coming into Vader's castle and it's all got the neon over the top. And then he's like showing off like, I've got a whole collection of troopers. I've got the death trooper. I've got the storm trooper, snow trooper, scout trooper, even my only one, the skello trooper. Yes. I love that too. It's, it's just, that's the kind of poking fun at star Wars that I'm enjoying for sure. Uh, it's just fun. It, it it it's different and it's childish and it's enjoyable and it's lighthearted, but in a creative way. And I I really enjoy that. And when we see this Darth Vader statue, that's like you will understand the power of the dark side, the dark side, the dark side. We realize it's an animatronic Vader, and uh, a kid comes up and fixes it, who is now going to be our main character. Who knew? Um, <laughs> and I love when they fix the Vader. He's just like you will join the dark side. At the Imperial Emporium gift shop right over here. <laughs> Speaking of our new character, Dean. Dean. What is it with some of these names of these, like, hero characters being... I mean, did the Lego movie start this? That's what I'm hypothesizing. Hmm? The Lego movie, his name was, like, Liam or something, wasn't it? It's Emmett, but that's because em- oh, yes. the founder of Lego's original... His first name is Emmett. That's oh, why he's Emmett. okay. Yeah. It seemed yeah, like that was he... when the, the like, trivia. naming yeah. main characters, like, sort of ironic 90s names started. I don't really know how else to describe it. Other hey, you than know that. what? But you know it when you hear it. As a person... Like, pornography. You know, as a you person know it. going through the High <laughs> Republic, I will take Dean. I know what that name is. <laughs> I can pronounce that without trying to go, do you think that's a soft G or hard G? Uh, there is nothing difficult to pronounce about Loading Great Storm. No, and that's one of the names <laughs> I really like because it is easy to pronounce. Yeah. But um, Bell Zetafar. That's not bad. It, it, it's I like I like the Star Wars convention. My name is Luke. Normal name in the Western world yeah. has been around forever. And then I've got a goofy last name. I oh, like yeah. Biggs. Not the most common name, but I can understand Biggs. And then Dark Lighter. Cool. Yeah. Those are English nouns. I can just put those together. Yeah. When it's just a soup of like. I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. It's that's all fair. But that's why I like some. Yeah. Fair enough. We are post episode one here. So do we know for sure that it isn't like. D apostrophe E A N. D A N. It very well could, well, it I, very well could be. I will say, that is that's one thing that they funny. established that's really clear is the fact that we have Poe Dameron, who I love this version of Poe Dameron. It's the same one we saw in the holiday special for around Christmas time. Is it's he's 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 kind of a himbo. He's just like mm-hmm. this this nice guy who's like like I'm not here to gloat but I could like there's this great energy to him. And he's like, um, he's, he's talking to Dean. And I, I just like the fact that um, it's a simpler story. So like, you are the Poe Dameron. I'm like, wow, wow. We are really embracing the fact that we are in the sequel era and we are not backing away from this. And we're going boldly forward. Vader's castle. It's been left abandoned. Of course, we're going to real estate, real estate develop that. It's just sitting there. It's got a lava fountain. You got to go mm-hmm. fix that thing. Like that's it's, worth showing. It's people. honestly amazing. It took this long because Vader's been dead for over thirty years at this point. And, and I mean, we, it, I guess it was held up in court. And we learned from from and we learned from Vader Immortal. Apparently, Mustafar isn't so off the beaten track. You can't end up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> good point. So I, I kind of enjoy the fact that it's very boldly, like, when it starts looking back on things, it's looking back on them. I like that in many ways, this is arguably the most far forward we are looking at the Star Wars timeline at the moment. <laughs> it is. I mean, there's no other way to there's no other way to put it. It is the most far forward. And, uh, well, I guess also the holiday special. I think this takes place after that holiday special. I think you're He's right. He's got the beard. I think you're right. Okay. And this is where, so they're going through and uh, basically Vinay is saying, I could tell you some stories about these artifacts. And Poe's like, nah, we're, we're cool. We're cool, thanks. 
one of my favorite little jokes again because i mean i i love aqua teen and master shake so the mm-hmm. sort of takes of of our hunt character are very funny to me and one of my favorite like vanetti what are you doing we've talked about this what do we talk about with sniffing customers <laughs> yeah. i just it's i so forgot goofy. about all that yes Sorry, he sort of came with the place. <laughs> he sort of came with the place. <laughs> yes, you're right. That is all very, very good. Because it's also, like, disarming. You're like, oh, this person is not a threat. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's it's fun. I, I like it. I, I like all of that for sure. We're entering into a... Clearly, it's a... It's in the spirit of fun, right? Yes. We're entering into a special that is going to be even goofier than what we saw last time around with the Lego holiday special. I think the Lego holiday special acted as kind of a tribute of sort um, to star Wars. You know, it's blending the whole mythology together and telling stories that have already been told. Whereas here we're going to be off the wall. Yeah. Um, And we're about to see that as we enter into the first terrifying tale. Yes, we are. And so to introduce us to the tale of the Padawan who wanted more, essentially, we've got the short, the Lost Boy and the original helmet of the Wren. If you've read the Rise of Kylo Ren comic book, you may recognize this. That's the only other place it shows up. But the Wren was the previous leader of the Knights of Wren before Ben Solo took his place. Mm -hmm. And so this we have some uh, basically an adaptation of these characters, the Knights of Wren, in this short. But this is not the version that we know to sort of be what canonically takes place. This is a sort of retelling sort of veto. How would you describe it? A miniature story in the star wars universe but how else would you describe this i would describe this as an homage to among other films uh obviously the lost boys Mm -hmm. um so we get to see again this is the first of of several that we'll see but that that's kind of the framing device here it's 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 a star wars story told through the lens of the lost boys Well, let's get into it here because it is, it is really fun to start out with the first story to be the Ben Solo story. And you expect it to be, you know, the story of Ben from The Last Jedi or maybe the story of Ben from the comic book. Right. But it turns out to be have some of those elements for sure. It opens up with Ben training and we see him uh, lifting rocks, as they say, multiple times in and Star stacking Wars. Them. Yep. And stacking them. And we see Master Luke uh, sort of watching over his apprentices. And what I like is very much like we saw in the comics, we have a group of three other apprentices practicing, but they are not the same three apprentices. We only get the name of one. But uh, (laughs) so we are getting a little bit of a different story here we see right off the bat. And what we have here is we see Ben is frustrated because he can, he's so much stronger than everybody else. He can do so much more than they can do. And Luke is basically telling him, to be patient you will learn more in time you know you have to learn to control your frustration and ben is basically saying well nobody understands me i'm, I'm very dark Next. and edgy yeah uh and, and it's great and of course he has the temptation because the knights of ran a, a violent looking biker gang show up in his town before we get there i have to point out what i think is my favorite single joke of the entire movie oh please thing. go for it so Ben just sort of walks away from the campus. He's frustrated because Luke has just told him, I'm like, the path to a Jedi is a long journey. He's like, long journey, my butt. You trade on Dagobah for what, 20 minutes? <laughs> and I, I had yeah. to stop it. I was laughing so hard about just the drawing out of like, how long does Dagobah take? <laughs> no, and that's the kind of humor that I'm enjoying throughout this whole special is like, it's the things we make fun of as Star Wars fans. It's the things that we know are ridiculous but still go with because we enjoy this stuff. And it, in my opinion, hopefully reminds people who are watching this that it's not just the new movies that have flaws. Right. But either way, I love it. I'm laughing along with it, certainly. 
and more than I was laughing during the holiday special. I'm pretty much mm. constantly smiling during this. And maybe that's Oscar Isaac. You know, maybe that's all it takes <laughs> is to hear Poe Dameron to make me smile because I certainly still really like that character a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same way like when you're around Han. You just smile when Harrison Ford is on the screen. And, you know, Oscar Isaac has a lot of that same stuff. But anyway, the point being, we get into our first story. We know Ben's training with Luke. We have him make the Dagobah joke. And then almost like out of nowhere, his saviors, this evil looking biker gang comes up. And the main guy takes off his helmet to reveal his gray mullet and the voice of... (laughs) Of Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Christian Slater. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Did not see this coming. The Wren is being voiced by Christian Slater. And one of the things that was really funny about the Wren, if you knew the character coming into this, is that he was always shirtless. He was, like, burned over, like, 90% of his body, except for, like, his, like, pretty boy face and his gray mullet. So, like, you don't know if he's old or he's just, like, a hip, trendy teenager who dyed his hair white. Uh, but it's really, really funny to hear that character with Kevin Costner's voice. Although he er, does wear... Er, sorry, Christian, Christian Slater. Slater. Thank you. I don't know why I said Costner. That's even funnier. You're just thinking Robin Hood, not Will Scarlet. Oh, God. And uh, so not only all that, but he's wearing a shirt the whole time. Why is he, why is he not wearing a shirt? It's too much edge for the kids. <sighs> they didn't want to show off the burns. They don't want to be inclusive of burn people. Correct. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. All right. So what do we think about all this? <laughs> we get some more fun little movie references. Um, we get, you know, a fun little uh, Freddy reference with dragging the, the blade across the ground. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't we, think about that. Yeah. So and a lot of them are, are quick enough and subtle enough and clever enough that like it's a blink and you'll miss it. Yeah. Um, trivia. The the ring around the rosy in the background, um, as we're introduced to Ren, is in Hatties. It's ring around the rosy in Hatties. Oh, oh I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that. Yeah, this is very interesting. Okay, so we have uh, basically the knights are ransacking this town, and they sort of say, "Hey, kid, if you want to join us, join us," type of thing, offering up the the invitation, the chance to to go to the dark side, as it were. And that night, Kylo falls, or Ben falls asleep, having a, uh, what I described in my notes as a creepy vision of lots of creepy things. He sees uh, Christian Slater's head appear from the ceiling of his hut. Uh, (laughs) He uh, deals with some creepy children. Uh, Lots of stuff going on. And when he wakes up from this vision, he essentially decides he is going to join the Knights of Ren. And they have a dress code. They do. Which I, I thought was a fun way to put it and get him into his... Because, once again, if, if you're following the uh, regular Kylo Ren story here, uh, you know that after he you know is involved in the Luke's hut thing, uh, Padawans chase him down. He accidentally murders one and then kills the others and then ends up joining the Knights of Ren, killing the leader and becoming Kylo Ren. So this, you know, right away, a very different story. He doesn't have his cool back holster for his lightsaber. In fact, we never see his blue lightsaber in this because when he joins the Knights, uh, Christian Slater's Ren presents him with Luke's lightsaber. Right. Without really much of an explanation of how he no, got it. No, he has it. a great explanation. That's what I told you. We, we take, take what, what we, we want. want. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mr. Ren. But anyway, <laughs> so he's got, he's got Luke's lightsaber. And uh, basically, Ben takes it, and they end up all fighting, him and the knights, and he ends up crushing some beneath rocks, and uh, basically is trying to, uh, I don't know, how would you how would you put it, take over? I mean, he is taking over the Knights of Ren. That's kind of the point of the story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, it's not what you expect. It doesn't have the typical, one of the knights does try and burn down the temple, and he stops it and sends him on fire with the with that same torch. I thought that was pretty good. But, uh, I mean, all things considered, uh, a pretty a pretty basic story, right? Yeah, it's just Anything kind of a else? fun, especially for people who never saw the comics, it's kind of fun little encapsulation through a goofy lens of just the whole, like, yeah, yeah, you want to be with the bad boys over here doing cool stuff, like <laughs> destruction. 
And of course, yeah. it ends with the ultimate ledge lord that I just I want in my head. I want it to be part of canon. Is just like, like the Ben. What are you doing? No, Uncle Luke. Call me Kylo. Oh yeah, it's also it's revealed that Kylo means weak or small, right? That's the that's the reveal here. Is they're taunting him with the word Kylo, and that's why he ends up taking it as his name. Honestly, it's not a worse explanation than what's in the comics. What is the explanation? Coming? There isn't really one. Oh, it's just sort of. So it's a better explanation because it is one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess the Ren part's a little more obvious, but yeah. Anyway, um, I always thought it, maybe it was a combination of Kill and Solo, Kylo. Ugh. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you, know you could absolutely. Doesn't that sound like something right. JJ would make up though? Hmm. Uh, the Galactic Federation of Free Alliances. Oh, there's stuff in all of Star Wars. Okay, so uh, after we come back to current, you know, we get outside of the Lost Boy story. We learn about from uh, from Vinay the prophecy of Mustafar, and he believes that Poe could be the one to open this door. So Poe and Dean go and attempt to open the door together, and it opens. And when they get inside, they find relics of the dark side. Trisha. <laughs> all kinds we enter a room full with lightsabers we see gadgets and gizmos galore all sorts of stuff and they center on the saber of scar dawn which i love the fact that our, the hut takes it it's like oh what's this breaks it and then just goes dean dean fix it because <laughs> i have to say there's the peanut gallery this whole time of the hut and his two assistants ram and something Oh, I'm not gonna remember the other name. Smash? No, Ramon. S- something. I didn't write it down. Shoot. Bash. Bash. Ah, yes. Um. So you've got you've got them wallowing around, and it's just this great thing of like, is anyone believing this? Are you just trying to scare us? And then the two helpers are like, we're pretty scared. <laughs> like I love just this sort of like Greek chorus kind of just dumb. I'm only here to respond. That's all we're here to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good. Every. They have lots of little jokes, and they give everybody a moment to get in on it. It's fun. It's definitely part of the fun. All right. So should we get... This is where we get into the next short. Are we ready for that? The Mm -hmm. Dueling Monsters. And we start out, we see Maul talking about being reborn. We see the Witches of Dathomir try out many different sets of legs (laughs) for him, which I really like. They put him on a probe droid at one point, and he flies around. I oh, bit. I loved it. The joke, the one part of that joke worked for me is like, yes, the auditioning different like lower halves was fun, but it was the fact that with full gusto, Mother Talzin every time was like, rise, rise. That <laughs> just, it's just words. It's, it's that good kind of joke where it's like, first time, okay, second time, that's not that funny. Third joke, that's not really funny. Fifth time, this is pretty fun. Now it's getting funny. Now it's funny again. Yeah, <laughs> we've got fun here too so we've got uh, another beautiful voice cameo barbara goodson mm-hmm. uh rita repulsa as she is known yeah uh, which was a delight and uh i don't know it i, I don't oh lost it there for a second sorry okay we'll come back. <laughs> um we've also got this like clever again star wars spin on frankenstein's monster right we're, yep. we're putting parts together uh, and getting these monstrosities to come out of it. And amusingly, we're we're using characters from the prequel trilogy that have been hacked to bits and put back together. So again, it's it's funny that we're we're finding ways to work Halloween tropes into kind of Star Wars stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's nice because they introduce uh, Grievous in this as well because of the two monsters who get a fight. And I love that basically those we have like the canonical voice actors now because Matt Wood mm-hmm. does Grievous again. And then Sam Whitmer has become the voice of Maul. I mean, he's Maul in Solo and, and all throughout all the animated stuff. So it's really fun because I love Sam Whitmer. He's a great voice actor. And like, I love this little Lego Darth Maul who's still full of the same amount of malice, hate, and anger. I love when they give him the first set of legs, he just falls down on his face. And then they eventually settle on spider legs. <laughs> oh, well, that's a great in joke for sure. Uh, because if you don't know, in the Clone Wars, he starts out with the spider legs, and then Mother Talzin gives him 
a set of legs and then eventually another set of legs. Here we're going the opposite of starting with better legs and going back to the spider legs. It's great. Really love that joke. Very, very, very solid. And once we see Gravis, we start the admittedly almost endless parade of wheezing and coughing jokes. <laughs> like, yes. I get he's a wheezy character, but they got to a point where I'm just like, come on, guys, there's other things to make fun of him on. <laughs> I love that they actually take a minute to say uh, his name. The yeah, his name, actual name, which is long. And... The, yeah, that was weird. Not something I was expecting, but I loved it. Um, yeah, the I, warlord yeah. known as blah, 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 yeah, blah. I didn't write it down just because yeah. I was like so blown away when I watched it that they actually said it. Um, that's not something they normally bring up. Um, and so we find out that they are both on a mission to get this saber of Scardant for Palpatine. He wants it. And essentially, they fight. There's a really great duel. And we see Maul use the Force to chop off all of Grievous's limbs. Really, really enjoyed that. Yes. Really, really fun. What do you guys think of all of this, all of their adventures? Well animated. Uh, the animation yeah. was really fun here. This was fun to watch. It, yes. Um, it didn't strike as many chords with me because it didn't feel as parody heavy um, mm-hmm. as the other segments. However, it was fun to watch. And this was like lots of fun little Star Wars jokes. And, you know, I have had opinions on Maul and Grievous over the years of and their utility within the saga um (laughs) however this is a really clever way to get a little bit more out of both of those characters and i understand that yes both characters have had plenty more given to them um in extra material additional media over the years absolutely but looking at those characters in the films hollow i think um yes strike me down but no no, that's fine it's very true. I especially feel bad. One of my friends is really, he loved Car- Grievous' character. Yeah. And he really got into, like, um, reading the lore and about this Kalish, like, warlord and all this kind of stuff, which actually is not how his canon works anymore. But, like, and, like, well, maybe you'll like Clone Wars, because maybe he'll be like that. And, like, he gets a few bits in Clone Wars, but even then, like, they've kept him as just, like, almost a mustache-twirling villain. Um He's got no depth, whereas Maul, on the other hand, has had an entire second life um, being rewritten from the mm-hmm. ground up to be this actually impressive character rather than... Ross, you always make the joke with Boba Fett of, like, now he's more than a guy who just yeah. gets thrown in a starlight pit. Like, that was Maul. Maul's job is to get cut in half. Cut in That's half. all he was supposed yeah. to do. But at least Maul had weight to him because he was a Sith. He was an apprentice to Palpatine. And, like, that meant Boba? something. So even Maul in his small appearance in episode one is a much better character than Boba Fett was in the original trilogy. Dangerous bounty hunter in the entire galaxy, a guy who can stand up to Vader and say, say, as you wish, like with a disdain that doesn't do anything for you. You, you never are going to get Boba Fett. I like him now. That's not true. I like him now. I've liked Boba Fett since the prequels, since episode two, I've liked Boba Fett. That's cool. But I, I like him a heck of a lot more now, and yeah. I like him way more with his repainted so, armor. So talk to, about a sucker for Christmas colors. It's even better. So to my mind, so the last two things I want to say about this tale is one, um, really loved the absolute abysmal joke that is cough drop. That yeah. delighted me because of how uncomfortably horrid that is. Oh, maybe I love this. It. Hit me oh, when, when his limbs are all cut off, basically he force pushes him off the edge of the cliff. Mm-hmm. And at this point, he's like, like, I guess you might need a cough drop because he's going to fall. <laughs> and Grievous even going like, oh, don't do that to me, man. Don't do that to me. <laughs> I missed that one. Oh, oh yeah. It's really wow. groany worthy. But then I love Poe Dameron like, what else? Why are you telling these stories? What's the point of this? Like you're telling me that some guy got cut in half, got spider legs, and came back from the dead. That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, thank you, Poe Dameron. Thank you, thank you. Clap, clap. I love Darth Maul. I accept yeah. it because he became such a great character. But it is absolute nonsense. He got no, cut it in is. half, and that's that and is same okay. sense of humor they're carrying throughout. The Absolutely. We were about. It's it's not just poking fun at yourself, but it's it's being smart enough to identify the things that Star Wars fans poke fun at. Right. Right. Uh, I, I love it. I love all of it. And then the the stuff it ends with basically uh, Palpatine getting the saber and it being broken as well. Yes. Right. That's how this kid ends. 
uh, really great stuff. Uh, like you said, I, I enjoyed it, but this one out of the three did feel the one kind of the weakest to me. It felt the most like the holiday special telling Star Wars stories that didn't necessarily need to be told. That's it very, it very feels fair. to me just like the point of this is this is just a heavy action beat in the middle yep. to yep. to keep the thing moving, especially for younger audiences who have shorter attention spans than us. That's fair. Well, let's uh, help those younger audiences out right now and move on to the third skit, the Wookiee's Paw. Yeah, because at this point, Dean has activated the saber because he fixed it. Yes, he's, and he's holding it. And he's opened a door to Spooky. go even deeper in. And it's like, oh, oh, maybe you're the one that uh, Vinay was looking for. You're the one who can get to the secret vault. And he's been here all along. Oh, we should mention, and this is a great moment because I forgot, we forgot to mention uh, NIL8. <laughs> Um, who is just this delightful, just evil robot that hangs out with Vinay, who's been here as well since Vader's yes. tenure. They're buddies. They're they're uh, they're co-workers. They're they're pals. Yeah, I, I, it's just it's just a great evil character. Just like they're just they're so stupidly evil, and I love it. <laughs> they they really hit all that stuff on the head. I think. Yeah. So. The Wookiee's paw is basically just ta- uh, we we get into the monkey's paw, the yes. classic careful what you wish for story, um, and we we basically just start with Luke is sent into town because his uncle says you got to do run chores for us because you're stuck in this rock and just reiterating Luke's problems. And Luke is in town and he talks to Watto and Watto happens to have this talisman he'll sell sell him and luke's gets it and luke's like first wish on it is like i wish you could get off this rock and a recruiting officer behind him going like you look like someone who wants to get off this rock you should join us at the imperial academy and i i love that just stupid i and well he yeah i like the fact that he wishes for it and it's he gets his wish just like he did in the original trilogy when he wanted to go to the imperial academy Mm -hmm. like that was his plan at first right and so we see it happen and we see him get into the TIE fighter corpse and uh, it's great. What, Everything about it is great. What we get to see in this uh, segment of the special is a Twilight Zone adjacent retelling of what if everything went differently and Luke made all of the opposite choices the mm-hmm. whole way through A New yeah. Hope. And it's really very clever. And the further we get into the story, you see, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi flying an X-Wing or whatever it is that he's flying. But he's, you know, in in the squadron there. Um, Leia is flying as well. So it's, it's just, it's all of the story told differently. And it's all very funny along the way. Yeah, because basically he does a particularly impressive maneuver during this TIE fighter, which gives him the attention of Vader. And Vader's like, oh, what's your name? Luke Skywalker. I knew a Skywalker once. (laughs) And I love that, like, fades and looks off. And then Luke's like, what, Vader? (laughs) Oh, sorry, I was a million miles away. Yes, yes, I do. You remind me of a younger me. (laughs) Um, And starts recruiting him, teaching the ways of the Force. I love the part where they get to like they're running through the death star and they do the the chasm swing and vader just pecks him on the cheek of for luck <laughs> it's so stupid I, it's great they really <laughs> nailed it like genuinely laughing at some of this stuff like truly enjoying myself like a child and i love it and eventually like you know luke wants to become the most powerful he wants to become even more ambitious and i love there's the so part he grows a beard well i love the fact that he takes off his hair and then puts on a different set of hair uh, yes <laughs> yeah yeah he gets his episode 6 hair i love it i absolutely love it he's got his 5 o'clock shadow and his uh dark under eye circles loving everything about it and then luke fulfills his destiny by blowing up the death star not on purpose and <laughs> killing all of his imperial <laughs> imperial soldiers and everyone he's aligned with and that's when we kind of come back to the story and and Poe was like that's not how that happened <laughs> it's like what are you talking about you're saying that luke skywalker didn't blow up the death star well, yeah but not no, that way not like that <laughs> and that's kind of the the fun summary of all of these stories right they don't fall within canon obviously they're here for laughs 
but also we're wise to that. Um, yes. And I, I like that. Again, yeah, where, for sure. where the the holiday special last year had this kind of sense of reverence and everything was sacred and you had to be very careful with it and handle it with kid gloves. It, but we're also going to mix it all together. There was yeah. a playfulness, a Legoness about that. But this is just straight up. Here are the jokes, guys. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the I think the holiday special is probably the reason why this is as good as it is because I think they were like, oh, we can trust you. Yeah, knock, knock yourself out. Tell the jokes you want. You're, you're fine. Wait, fans aren't going to riot. Go for it. <laughs> and as far as I know, they haven't. Most people I've seen have either said, it's Lego and I don't care about it and that's fine. Or they've really enjoyed it in the same way we have. Uh, and the show doesn't end with the last skit because it does conclude another bit of the story here. We see Dean unlocks a holocron, which Vinay tells him can make any wish come true. And then Vinay steals the holocron. Um, and we learn that all of the stories he had just told were about him. And he becomes a bionicle. Yes. With the power of the holocron. I'm he, okay with that. Yes, yes. Yeah. He becomes a giant, weird, technic pieces robot man. Yeah, he like sucks up all this technology and then uses the holocron to power it. And he's got the lightsaber of Scardon't. And uh, I just like saying that. Scardon't. Scardon't. Uh, and, uh, and he's terrorizing them. He's, he's trying to take them out. He controls the battle. The he battle uses droids. Annihilate. To control the battle droids and turn them evil. And that's and there's great. zombie battle droids, essentially, with oh, green eyes. We're having a great time. We're having a great, great time. And there's a subplot where Dean and Poe are talking about fear and how you can't have courage without fear or something. I don't know. I wasn't paying as much attention to that part. <laughs> yeah, but Dean's learning his lesson, and that's what matters on the spookiest of holidays. Yeah. And then it ends where uh, Scardon is uh, saying, hand me the holocron or I'll drop him into the lava. They throw the holocron. He dives for it. And BB-8 shoots out the grappling hook, saving the day while Scardon falls into, or not Scardon, Vinay falls into the lava of Mustafar, burning alive. Or Going so we for think. full golem. Yes, he does. Holding the holocron as he falls. It's precious uh, to him. Annihilate also went over the edge. Poor guy. Yeah. Not the, great. The uh, the little shining reference in the midst of the whole Oh, uh, with Bash oh, and God, Ram. Yeah. 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 Can that, you explain that? Can you? Uh, I don't have that down in my notes, but I remember it. Just a, a battle droid bursting through the door with an axe. Oh, you're talking. I thought you were talking Here's about the twins. Johnny. And then the that, twins. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we we again got to see a couple little classic horror movie references. Yeah. And uh, again, it was it was really neat to see all of those worked into every part of this um, this special. Whether it's the overarching story that connects all of the little vignettes together, or within the vignettes themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I am having a great time having a great time with all of it and uh poe declines to celebrity endorse the hotel yeah as he gets back on his way offering dean a job with the republic right right and it's great everybody lives happily ever after 45 minutes of fun on terrifying tales and then Nihilate comes out of the lava, all burnt and malformed, and a hand comes up out of the lava to touch Nihilate, because they'll probably make another one for next year. I mean, I would love a terrifying tales too, but I want it to take place in Maz's castle. But you know what? I want you. To, I want it to be what you Ooh. just said. I want it to be terrifying tales too. <laughs> <laughs> Maz's too castle. terrifying two tales. I'd love to hear tales of Maz's castle. Can we? That sounds like a good storybook. Hey, read Aliens, or Tales from a Galaxy Far, Far Away, Aliens Volume 1. They never made Aliens Volume 2, but if you read Aliens <laughs> Volume 1, there is a little horror story in there that takes place in Maz's castle. It's very good. Hmm. Highly hmm. recommend that if you like anthology-style books. Hmm. Tales, Aliens Volume 1. Um, and I like the uh, the last thing i can think of that i also like is like pose like well you should meet my friend ray she knows a little bit about the force and i'm just like oh yeah just tease us with that post sequel content yeah so we've got uh dean we've got finn we got broom boy right <laughs> we got, we're on our we're on a we're, good way we just call him bb rogu's out there ahsoka's probably still alive somehow so yeah we got we got the makings well, of a, of a crossover time. coming and, up and if yeah. dave filoni can touch it she's immortal <laughs> 
Ahsoka wouldn't even be that old in the sequ- in the sequel trilogy era, would she? She'd be like in her sixties. We don't know because we again, like you pointed out to me, there is no clear way to know when Ahsoka comes back into the timeline and how far she's out. We know it's post return, but by how much? Minimum six years. She's there, yeah. <laughs> but she could uh, come out last weekend. I don't know. <laughs> I time also... is a fickle thing when it comes to Star Wars. I don't know what her aging process looks like. Right. That's true. <laughs> right. Boy. You know, Shakti might be like 150. We don't know. <laughs> well, I think Rip. her age will be however yeah, long <laughs> Rosario Dawson wants to stick around. That's uh, true. It's going to be great. Hey, if there's one thing we know about Star Wars is that we will always get more Ahsoka, baby. Probably. Maybe she'll be in Terrifying Tales Volume 2. So nice. now that we've gotten a Lego holiday, we've gotten Lego Halloween... What's next? Lego New Year's? Lego Arbor Day? Let's do the super awkward Lego Easter. Lego Easter would be fun. Yep, they're all chasing Ponda Baba around in rabbit ears. Yeah. Lots of eggs. Jackson! Oh my god, how did I miss that one? Jackson would have to show up for that. It would be Jackson. Everyone's favorite green rabbit thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What? You just like reintroduced Jackson into my head here. Jackson's back. Jackson got an action me? figure this last year. Yeah, Jackson got to be canon before Kyle Katarn. Mm-hmm. We have a Jackson action figure. We still don't have a Crate Luke action figure. Which actually, that reminds me. There are a couple things we should talk about. So let's leave Terrifying Tales <laughs> and move on to our appendices. I love it. Alright, yet another episode of Star Wars All In, in the can, done. We talked about the wonderful Halloween nonsense that is the Lego Halloween special, Terrifying Tales. It's been great. It has been great. It's been great to talk about another Lego special. It's been great to have Vito back again. Vito, thank you so much for being here with us yet again, sacrificing another night of your precious time to do this stupid show with us. We really appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Well, we very much are glad to have you. And uh, we appreciate your insight on terrifying tales and uh, everything else. So anything else going on in the world of Star Wars for you, Vito? And we know it hasn't been long since we've talked, but anything new? Uh, no, just don't forget um, to put out a jack-o'-lantern. Uh, otherwise, the ghost of Hayden Christensen will come to your house. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good segue, because Hayden Christensen got signed up for another thing, and I'm stoked about it. So, uh, rumors are not something we normally talk about, but there are casting rumors have been very accurate these last couple years (laughs) when it comes to what is happening so we all know that hayden is returning for the obi-wan show apparently as darth vader and apparently all of us fans who assumed it would be a very small scale uh in the head of obi-wan story is not going to be what it's going to be but hey that's fine maybe i'm wrong but whatever Because it seems like we're going to get that content of Ghost Hayden, which is what I think a lot of us were hoping for. Yeah. uh, In the Ahsoka show, apparently. Yes. So we'll see the Ahsoka show maybe is coming to terms and maybe we'll answer the question of, you know, Ahsoka gets pulled into the world between worlds, gets sent back out onto Korriban or Morban or whatever the heck that planet is. Uh, where that happens, and maybe that's immediately after. Like, maybe the Ahsoka show picks up right there with her dealing with the fact that she just fought her former master, and she has to come to reconcile with that, and that's her character arc. That would be great if she was dealing with that while also searching for Ezra. But I just don't... That all seems too complicated to put into a show. Like, all of that just feels like so much. So I'm Hmm. so excited to see where it goes. I'll be really honest with you. I don't expect the Ezra story. Hmm. But they've also cast an Ezra on a Thrawn. Yeah. 
but that's Sabine's story. I'm assuming that's Sabine's story and it just intersects with hers. Mm. I don't expect it to be focused on that. See, everybody thinks that's the case because Ahsoka Mm. comes to pick up Sabine at the end of Rebels. And they literally say the words, we're going to find Ezra wherever he is out there. And I think that's already happened by the time The Mandalorian starts personally. But that's Oh, see, I love that idea. But I don't. Here's think my thing: so. fans always want to make the universe smaller, not right. bigger. So it's not surprising. I'm like, let's just connect all the dots so that there isn't anything outside my understanding. Cool, but there's tons of stuff that are never going to be explained at you. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not okay with that, but I just it would be really, really weird if we get all of this and we don't get the conclusion of that story. Well, I still haven't seen exactly how Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc pit, but I have enough information to piece together a guess, and I don't need to see that special. I agree, but that doesn't mean they're not going to tell you in about Again, 55 days. love to make things smaller. Speaking of making things smaller, one of the most delightful things that I've seen out of Star Wars in a while is the fact, it's, it's basically from your desk, Ross, is... <laughs> Werner Herzog is getting a Star Wars action figure. <laughs> ah, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Complete with Camtono, full <laughs> yeah. of uh, full of uh, Beskar, and a uh, a tracking fob. Oh boy, the tracking fob! It feels like that was around forever. Tracking fobs. Uh, I, I saw this come great. across my my desk through Twitter because I don't follow Black Series news, but he's getting the Black Series figure. And Twitter user at uh, Obes Kenobes. Obes Kenobes. <laughs> nice um, work, Obes Kenobes. Wrote this brilliant Herzogian oh, uh, thing, thing, and I'm going to read it to you because I found it hilarious. They have created a miniature facsimile of me. And in doing so, they have enabled the cycle of death and rebirth as my plastic form is killed in a child's mind only to rise again, forever caught in an adolescent stage of play about the hope and ultimate cruelty of being alive. And I was like, I need to get this action figure now just so that I can have that play in my mind every time I look at it. You should get that on a plaque. I love it. It's so good. It's such such the way he talks. It is beautiful, too. And your impression was very nice, Mac. Uh, That was great. It's a great action figure. It's certainly one I want in my collection. Um, I have not placed... I think it goes on pre-order tomorrow. I feel like that's one I can wait, though. Like, I feel very much like every Ray figure ever... um, like uh episode five leia like there are just certain figures that don't sell well and this just feels like it has that written all over it so i could be wrong almost every mandalorian figure has been hard to find Mm. so i could be wrong but this just like prices have gone down lately people seem to be selling off collections like for whatever reason prices are down lately and this is not going to be one i think i'm going to pre-order i'm also trying to do better about not buying every single Black Series figure, but this is one I really want. So I'm in this weird middle ground. But I just bought the uh, man from the Mandalorian season two, the Mortar Trooper from the Tython episode. Mm. So I just got one of those. So I gotta I gotta cool it for a minute on uh, on new Black Series purchases. But that is uh, gonna be arriving soon. Um, I didn't order any of the at home convention exclusives as much as I wanted that Trapper Wolf figure. I just said. If I can get it in regular packaging at some point, so be it. But I'm not going to pay the 10 extra dollars for the box. Mm. Uh, I want to take it out of the box. And I'm trying to no longer buy convention exclusives. Fair. Speaking of which, hey, if you want to buy any Black Series convention exclusives, maybe hit me up. We'll talk. (laughs) Um, Beyond that, let's see. The uh, three-pack, Ponda Baba, Dr. Evazan, Obi-Wan with the Cantina bar set uh, went up for sale. I'll be honest with you, if it didn't come with the Obi-Wan and it was $30 cheaper, I probably would have bought it just for the two characters in the bar set because they're both new figures. And even though they'll both be available at some point on their own, I would have bought it if it hadn't been for another Obi-Wan figure that I didn't need because I've bought a bunch of those already. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there was some great stuff in the vintage line. So lots of stuff going up for Star Wars this last week as far as collectibles go. Some new pops are coming out. Um... Beyond that, let's see. No new book announcements, I don't think. You know, we actually haven't had a chance because of the timing of recordings. There are, there were some new Star Wars books announced a few weeks ago. Uh, a book about Lando and Luke and the search for Exegol. So they're doing a book in that time space now, which is great. That point mm. of the timeline. Mm. Uh, a book about um, 
Anakin and Obi-Wan when Anakin is a younger apprentice. So they're doing some some nice stuff in the canon realm of Star Wars publishing coming out. So looking forward to that. Um, no new Star Wars game news, right? Nothing there. Still waiting to see what the December mystery game may or may yeah. not be. Yeah, let's see. Any any other anything else in the world of Star Wars? There's really, I feel like, not much going on because we're all in this. We got the Boba Fett poster. We got the Boba Fett poster. Oh, that's true. And I got to be honest with you, for me, made me really happy because he's wearing the repaint armor in the poster, mm-hmm. and there are rumors going around that it's going to be a different set of armor for the show. And so it, I'm happy to see the repaint armor seems to be the flagship armor. Yeah, well, that would be weird if it was different armor. So I'm, people I'm have been it. saying... I'm fine with like, getting beaten up during the course of the sure, show. Sure, that's fine. But people have been saying the beat-up original armor to denote, like, past. Oh, yeah, sure. That makes this sense. This armor to denote present and another armor to denote future or something. Like, like something so you could tell what point of the time. No, it's coming it out of Christmas. Are you saying this is maybe going to be like a Christmas carol but with Boba Fett? It's actually the ghost of Mandalore past, the master Mandalore yet to come. It's actually more a Home Alone <laughs> type story, from what I understand. Wait, only because it's slightly relevant. Slightly, not even kind of. <laughs> Have you guys seen the Lego Home Alone set they came oh, out with? Oh, it looks so great. It is beautiful. It's yeah. ridiculous. Lego angels with filthy souls. <laughs> yeah. Mac, I feel like you should get it. Lego mac and cheese. I have nowhere to put it. Oh. I've been thinking about it myself, and this is somebody who has not owned Lego for some time. But could you just imagine you're sitting in front of your TV, you're putting it together, you're listening to John Candy sing in the back of a van. this is what makes this so cool. That sounds great. This set is packaged chronologically. So it has separate pieces that you build at separate times like it's designed to be its own advent calendar kind of yeah it comes in 24 envelopes or I however many to build that. yeah so i didn't know that yeah oh I yeah no the set's ridiculously cool and admittedly i'm not like a a, a lego fanatic i don't know a whole lot about it <laughs> you can say it first... sucker <laughs> that's the first i've heard of anything like that where it's packaged not mm. so much in like a, you know, similar parts or similar yeah. pieces. Like it is designed to be built chronologically, so to speak. Yeah. And it's in the order of the movie. I love that. One thing they've been doing with these like adult builds is the build is in of itself an activity. And they've designed it so that you're like, so say like my, I have the NES that came yes. out. And one of the things they did is there's a lot of moments where like, hey, you just got through kind of a boring structural part. So here's a cool thing you're going to get to do that just makes you feel happy about your purchase constantly. Um, and they're very good nowadays about spreading the enjoyable pieces of the build out. But what makes the Home Alone is, like you said, like it's 24. So it's kind of like the advent calendars that they've been making for years. Um Except for, you know, it's not specifically designed that way. And this set is one of the densest sets as far as, like, this brick is just for this set. It only makes sense here. Like, you've got the TV with the gangster movie on it. You've got, like, the paint can swinging. You've got all of the the bits that happen in that, that thing. One of the other things, which I couldn't track down if it's the first time, but it's got to be close. They have a little picture of Macaulay Culkin, like, you know, yelling in the mirror. And he's got a specific face for that that you can have on the minifig. But it has a mirror. It's a functional Lego mirror. Oh. (laughs) Which is, like I said, I think it's exceedingly rare. If not, this might be the first one I think I know of. I am so into it. Between that and the Mario 64 question. Oh, my God. They're just killing it. I have never... I have never felt so compelled to make a purchase <laughs> of a child's toy. Uh, it's been a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And now there are two that I'm like, could I become a Lego person? I, Vito, like... you do seem like you should be a Lego person. I've been told that before. It's yeah. not who I am, but there's, I, there's... I can see the connection. 
Yeah. I will say there is nothing to me more Zen than building a Lego set. There is such a purity of I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus in on this. All the rest of the world can melt away. Cause I've got step 32 and then I got step 33 right after that. It's going to be I great. I completely understand that. You know what I actually found is good for me is I really like building Legos with my wife because she does the part I don't like of finding the right piece. Ah. And I get to do the part I do like of putting it in the right place, satisfyingly finishing the instruction. Ah, But yeah. looking through the bag or the container, the bowl in this case, whatever I put the pieces in to try and find them, yeah, that part makes me motion sick sometimes and I don't like it. Oh, I could see that. I don't know why. I can't really describe it in any other way. But sometimes if I'm sitting there going from instruction to piece to hand motion for a long enough period, I get that same feeling of being motion sick. Oh, I get can't it. can't describe it in any other way. I know that sounds weird. No, no, just you're looking at a pool of all these parts that are basically similar shapes, similar sizes. It's all just one kind of yeah. goofy texture. Like, yeah, I'm a weird, broken old person well, now. Well, based it's on fun. the other things you've told me, it gives you motion sickness. That makes sense to me. I get motion sick easy. You do. Oh, I hate it. Anyway, uh, not related to Star Wars. Uh, still reading The Rising Storm. Started the Ronin novel. I have finished the Rising Storm. Yeah, Mac leapfrogged me in content because well, I'm not. Re- I'm just only reading like the adult books, so oh, I don't true. have extra books to read. Oh, that's true. But I did finish Into the Dark. The reason I'm trying to catch up is because I want to read the uh, Edge of Balance, the manga. Yes, that I want to read that. So that's why I'm trying to catch up. Cool. Um, but anyway, Star Wars High Republic, still lots of fun. I don't know. I'm just having a hard time sticking with it. And I don't know if it's the spread out nature. I don't know if it's the jumping around. I don't know if it's just me and my attention span these days with a mushy brain. But I'm still enjoying it. But I I was so into it in January. And now for whatever reason, I've just fallen off. So I will say this. I did find it ridiculous. When I got through the rising storm, I was trying to figure out the bits and pieces I was missing through Wikipedia pages. Because... There are pieces I don't know because I didn't read the comics and I didn't read the Young Reader right. novels and all this stuff. And all I could think of was like, wow, there's so much story. Oh, that's right. This all started in January. I feel like the High Republic's been going for three years because of how dense and how much content yeah. there is. But it's only been going since January. Yeah, I, I just wish. Uh, so I said this to you off air, Mac, but I wish the High Republic was just a long ongoing series of adult books by Del Rey. So, <laughs> well, like the Yuuzhan Vong, like the New Jedi Order, I yeah. wish it was that. Rather well, than you and I, you and I had the funny split because you're like, that's what I want is just a straight like branded series, got a frame on the cover to let me know that this is book four of that series. I'm like, I could see that, or I could see. I wish it was completely disconnected and just an anthology of random stories happening in this window of time that only tangentially touch each other. It's like. I said it's kind of like the worst of both worlds because because yeah. having read both adult novels, you'd think I could just go one to the other. But you can not. Yeah. And let me tell you, as someone who read the adult novel and both of the junior novels from part one of phase one, yeah. when you jump into the rising storm, spoilers, it opens up with the Drenger have taken over or are infecting the galaxy. They're destroying planets and killing Jedi. And, and the last time was, you heard from the Jenger was they were left for dead on a space station. Yes. So it's like, okay, I guess that was in the comic I didn't read. Well, but like that, and again, it was frustrating for me. Because I think that this is for people that reading is your thing. That is your primary yeah, entertainment. I guess lately I'm just sour on the comics. I guess that's my issue. Welcome. Yeah, Welcome, Ross. I know. <laughs> I was holding out for so long and I'm trying not to be. And I, some of them are still good, but the the... It just... You have summed up the entire Marvel comics. Some of them are pretty good. The the Bad Batch just... It, it hurt. So, here we are. Um, it's fine. It's fine. I... It's fine, guys. It's fine. I still like The Last Jedi. That's great. Um, everything's okay. Everything's okay. The Rise of Skywalker is fine. It's great. It's great. You can't see anything and it's so dark. It's great. Um... Vito, thank you for joining us on Star Wars All In episode 113 and two weeks in a row. And I know you'll be back to join us soon. But before we wrap up, is there anything you'd like to plug or anything you'd like to add about Star Wars as a whole or Terrifying Tales? 
Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Did you see Dune? No. Did you see Dune? I've watched it twice now, no. and I'm really enjoying um, it. I did have company uh, over the weekend. Uh, they were anti-Dune, so you didn't watch it? No, they were pro-Dune. Oh, okay. watched it while I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's very you. That's right? spot on, like, actually. This, this is where I am. I, I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, so, no. Um, uh, not a lot to say, and, and God knows not a lot to plug. You know, every day I think, sure. t- is today the day that I re-engage with the internet? And then I remember what a just cesspool it is. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Well, if you ever want to come back. on a podcast once in a while. Well, that's, we love having you to re-engage with society once in a while. Hi, if you ever want to come back to Twitter <laughs> and be our 326 follower, you're welcome to. We'd love to have you as our 326 follower. Bless. That'd be great. And if you want to be our 326 follower or more, go to 27th, Star Wars. Follow us on uh, Twitter.com slash Star Wars All In, I think. Twitter.com slash Sway. Oh, if you boy. just search Sway, it'll come right up. If you search Star Wars All In, it'll come up. It's Twitter.com slash Sway. I'm positive on that. I think you're right. Or go to anchor.fm slash Sway, where you can find links to all of our episodes. That's Leave true. us a review on iTunes and the other stores if you use them. Uh it's the very podcaster of podcatcher of your choice. Yeah, please, sure, please like, sure. Like, Do you subscribe. use that uh, that new Apple Podcast app that doesn't seem to work? I don't know. I can't download episodes I use anymore. Overcast it's now. great. Yeah, I use uh, it's fine. Everything's fine here. I think it's great, and I think we've we run out of things week. to say. <laughs> we had a great week talking about Star Wars. Uh, guys, are you ready to are you ready to wrap it up? Yeah. And until we meet again, <laughs> my name is Mac, and I'm Ross. I'm Vito. And until next Wednesday, may the force be with you. This production is not endorsed by any other property and is the sole responsibility of Mac Purvis III, Ross Greco, and those involved in its production. It is meant for entertainment purposes only. Other than content provided by this production's providers, all music, music clips, sound bites, rights are reserved, and their respective owners have not endorsed any aspect of this show. Copyright 2021.